welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to episode 149. Today our guest is Dan Tedeschi, the owner of F. Tedeschi Winery, along with Bobby Tirano. Welcome, boys. Who Welcome. We're going to go just go and say distant cousins. Who are distant cousins, <laughs> but I think there's a little something going on <laughs> right here. Bobby's from New York City, so... They're messing uh, yeah. with us. He's the muscle and he's the persuasion. It's like good cop, bad cop. Is that it? Bobby's yes. my uh, bodyguard. He used to be a boxer and the awesome. guy can kick some major booty. So um, Awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we won't mess. All right. <laughs> yeah, we, will okay. not, we will not mess around with you. But yeah. you brought us, let's start out. What did you bring us to drink? Oh, some Petit Syrah, 2002. This is from awesome. From our winery ranch that came from. No, that came from the home ranch. Okay. Petite Syrah, 2002. So yeah, it's um, almost 20 years old. This is gorgeous. Yeah, this, I was just gonna. I was kept looking at the numbers. Like, what seems wrong about that? It's 2020, but this is yeah. 2002. <laughs> Bethy, that's not too good. I'm like, math it was, in the it was morning. too early in the morning. I'm like, wow, 2002. That is freaking. Awesome. Uh, Dan, this is beautiful. Yeah, really? my petite's gonna age 15 to 20 years, and wow. this is gonna go more than 20. Yeah, it has that. It has got really great like um, herbal quality and a great like lushness of the black fruit. I love this. Yeah, so we make this wine. Danny makes the wine always to last the, uh, you know, so this way it lasts longer, so it ages better. So right. we make it to age, so we always keep it like five to seven years before we bring it out. Right, so yeah. it goes goes the distance. I didn't release this wine probably until, oh, wow, 2012, 2000, yeah. And one thing I wanted to note, and we'll put a picture in the show notes, is the label it's such a striking, beautiful label, and that's Dan's father on the label. That's the F and F. That is F. What is that's F? That's what I always say. That's the F and F tell Desky. Yeah. That's, right. <laughs> that's the right. F. <laughs> People say, what's the F for? And I say, Fabio. <laughs> it's a, my pat answer. And I says, no, no, it's actually Franco, as my grandmother used to call him. Franco. Franco, nice. yeah. It's a nice Italian family. We like that. Okay, yeah. so he started the winery? No. No? Who did? I founded it. Um, you did. Well, Dad passed in 85. And after the funeral, a good friend of mine, Dick Sherwin, who used to own Lytton Springs Winery, started talking to me about, hey, Dan, you've got, uh, we had like five vineyards at that time. Mm -hmm. You got a nice vineyard location. You used to build a small wine with a tasting room. So I did. <laughs> wow. That's pretty much it. I, he talked me into it. And he designed that first label. Wow. Dick Sherwin was a graphic artist. And um, I gave him that, that photograph, right. that thing that my artist, Chris, Kurt Strauss, who now paints um, flames on uh, fire trucks oh, for wow. a living. He's, uh, he's, a, he's an artist, and yeah. he used to be part owner of the Prism Auto Body Shop in Santa Rosa. But so he did that. I gave, I says, I gave him this thing. I says, create something that's going to bring tears to my eyes. And he oh, came up with gosh. this thing, and it worked. Yeah. I guess it, that it, would. It, it, yeah. it worked. I says, that is awesome. Yeah. It's I, the first thing yeah. I noticed. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So I was pretty happy with that. So I gave that to Dick Sherwin, and then he created the Tildesky. And that's not even my handwriting. That's his. The Tildesky in script uh -huh. up there. It's his. And originally, that was purple foil along with the Zinfandel. Well, the Zinfandel was the first one I came up with mm -hmm. in 85. 
So it was purple foil, and then a few years later, I decided to just make it a two 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 color thing. So um. So before yeah. you started the winery, then what were you doing? You weren't working with your dad in some capacity. I was actually grew up in a vineyard. I worked with my dad in a vineyard. Him and I did everything. We pruned. We we did everything, and uh, along with our Mexican workers, and um, and my brother came along. He was eight years younger than me, so he um, we worked together in a vineyard. But see, I got a gig working for Fry Brothers Winery in 1980, uh, in the lab. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd yeah. never been in the lab, had a chemistry class in my life, except for that one I had in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so I got hired over there to, um, and I did the lab from August through, September, through December for about four months out of right. the year. That was that was my main gig. Right. Um, well, then I would go back and work in the vineyards. And anyway, my brother was going through, um, should I even go to this story? No, we probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you have to ask, uh, anyway, the answer is no. <laughs> okay, so anyway, no. The story, he was going to junior college, and just like when I went to junior college, you know, eight to ten years ten years before <laughs> that, you come up with all these ideas, and, you know, you think that your father's way of doing things is antiquated, and you got your own well, ideas. Always, right. every, yeah. It's yeah, always that way. A, I did that with yeah, my dad. Right. And so Johnny was doing that right. with my dad and me. And anyway, so I decided... I'd get into winemaking because I've been making wine since I was 13. He says, I'm tired of working in vineyards. I said, I'm out of here. This is the early 80s before I even right. got to making wine in 85. Right. But actually, the first vintage was actually made at Lytton Springs Winery. I bought the grapes over there, and he custom crushed and he did all the work. He did everything. He designed my label. Great guy. And um, that label has stood the test of time, and I'm continuing to use it. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, w- and where in Dry Creek are you located? We are at the stop sign when you come from the freeway, three and a half miles from the freeway, uh, right at the Dry Creek General Store. Oh, well, so like the Lincoln General right. Store is there and then the parking lot goes right. up to yeah. the... Well, I'm saying yeah. it for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. and, and I'm using my hands to show yeah, them. Yeah, I know. So folks at home, yeah. imagine Beth doing a salute <laughs> up go that to the way. left. <laughs> right. That's oh, great. Well. The Tedeschi's have uh, been farming since 19... 19- they bought the first ranch in 1945, 46. 46. And, uh, and then they did also, they did a lot of grafting in the area. So they grafted some other uh, vineyards to different grapes and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, my father was a butter. Okay, so that's basically field budding. Oh, yes. Where you got the rootstock and you yeah. put the sign on it. That's an art. So my, oh my dad. Gosh, is it ever an art, yeah. My three cousins, Larry Teldesky, Ray Teldesky, and Gary Teldesky, and then myself, and my dad. So basically, Larry was working at Garrett Hardware at the time. He wasn't budding with us anymore. But it was my cousin Ray, my cousin Gary, my dad and I. And then we got uh, Ramon Torres Gonzalez. We picked him up in the free agent draft out of um, <laughs> out of um. But he guy was a good butter. So we butted most of the vineyards all around uh, Dry Creek and Sonoma County. Matter of fact, I was telling Bobby on the way down here, we did some stuff down here in Sebastopol too. Yeah, I think it was at Dutton Ranch. Yeah, um, we did. Part of that. That's who just left. Just, yeah, just, yeah. We're we talking to Dutton. We yeah. did part of that, and there was a, such a big field that they had the Robledos there, too. Oh. They were our competition, or say they were the other big group yeah. of family, and they right. would be budding, too. So basically, right. our families budded, uh, I'd say, most of the vines So you need to explain County. what that is to listeners, you know. Budding, okay. Budding is, okay, you know what grafting is. Grafting is when you actually cut off the head of the, uh, of the rootstock, mm-hmm. and actually, then you find some way to attach it through some kind of a, a machine that... Well, it cuts it, and you attach it, and you tie it up, and then you it's it sealed itself, and it gets put in a nursery, and it grows. But budding is you do it in the field. You plant the rootstock in the spring, and you can actually bud it this this year in the summertime. And um, it entails getting the bud wood from an existing grapevine, or actually, what we do we started with refrigerated wood. You can take the prunings from that year and refrigerate them, and then mm. by July 10th, you can start using that wood. If you start any sooner, that bud could start to grow. Mm-hmm. And the vine, you don't want that. So July 10th was our cutoff. We started budding grapevines. 
take the refrigerated wood, and what it is, you put a notch into the rootstock, and then you do the same thing taking the butt out. You put it in there, both sides. That's right. got to match cambiums. Right. You tie it up with, with the budding rubber. Yeah. And then you roach the head back a little bit. That's kind of forces the stuff to, uh, to heal the, um, the bud. And you cover it up with dirt. And that's it. You're done with it until next spring. You, cut, you uh, undo the dirt and uh, cut the budding rubber. And then you check to see if the bud is stuck. Now, I like to wait a couple of weeks because um, you might get a false sense of security. You cut the rubber, and maybe the rubber's been holding it on there. You go to push, it's on um, there. And then oh, you yeah. go back later and find out the bud falls out. So right. we wait two, three weeks, cut the budding rubber. You can do it in February or early March. Wait, and then go back and push on it. Or sometimes you wait for it to start to grow. And then you cut the head off, and boom, you got your new variety on your rootstock. That's yeah. incredible. I feel yeah. like we need to have a video of this. This is the. This will be our first Wine Road TikTok video. We'll be someone doing that. Yeah, we could do that. Seriously, yeah, I, I, we will. I'm yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. People don't understand. It's complicated. Oh, and yeah. complicated. what blows my mind is, imagine that was your job, and you are doing literally thousands of those. Yeah. Like I could do one, yeah. slow and steady, thinking about it, yeah. making yeah. it work, making sure it's secure. But to do thousands of them, I just it's beyond belief to me. Just like pruning, yeah. when I watch all the guys pruning, I think. I, I yeah. just can't imagine starting at the beginning of this row and knowing how far I have to go. That, that's my one. Th yeah. That is going to be a TikTok video. Well, the thing is, you also, heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> we started budding on July 10th, so basically, on and I started 16 years old. That was my summer vacation from high school. Oh, basically, yeah. I spent it seven days a week, yeah. nine hours a day. We started seven in the morning, worked till five in the afternoon, right. and it didn't matter if it was 100 degrees yeah, out there. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We no. did it. We worked Saturday and Sunday. The only break we had was in between jobs. We might have finished at noon, right. then we'd take off, and the next day right. we'd start over again. But uh, that was it. So, And then we'd go all the way to the end of September. So even when school started uh, in early part right. of September, I would go out after school and put in three hours wow. out there. People have yeah. no idea how much work goes into that thing. wine in your glass. That's it's way beyond just the vintage. And that's a job right. that's tough. Like you said, you're doing – well, we probably figured average about 40 vines an hour, okay? That's a lot of up and down. Oh, my yeah. cousin Gary's had both knees replaced. Well, yeah. <laughs> now, my knees are still in pretty good shape, except for last <laughs> week. I started getting hurt here. So maybe I started to get arthritis. But that is really hard on your knees. Because oh, yeah. you're getting up and down, you know, 250, 300 times a day. And you're doing that for like three months straight. Now, thank God, when my dad died in 85, we pretty much quit doing it. Um, as a matter of fact, we don't even butter on vines. We get the Robledos to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but my brother can bud and I can bud. But, you know, it's like, okay, I think I butted two vines last year yeah. because uh, the guy forgot I, them or something. I think yeah. you've paid your dues. Yeah. 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 I think, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. It's time for our Fast Five segment, where one of our winery or lodging members calls in with their Fast Five recipe. Who's on the line? Hi, this is Jason Robinson with Arid Family Winery. Hey, Jason, what's your Fast Five recipe? Oh, I've got a tri-tip recipe for all those carnivores out there. Yeah, <laughs> that would be me. Yeah, I'm a huge barbecue guy, so you know this is near and dear to my heart. And it's super simple. And these five ingredients... It's tri-tip, obviously. You need a good tri-tip. Okay. But it, it's the simplicity of equal parts of olive oil, fresh-squeezed lemon juice, fresh-chopped garlic, and low-sodium soy. Wow. Low-sodium soy sauce. So if you do about a quarter cup of each, it's ample enough to cover your tri-tip. And I recommend marinating overnight. Oh, yeah. And then setting up your barbecue for indirect 
so okay. that you can start by uh, searing it over direct heat mm-hmm. on each side until you get the desired uh, level of, uh, of char on, on the meat, and then move it over to the section that is not uh, fired, and then leave it there for maybe 10, 15 minutes, and then my next trick is to have a uh, uh, an ice chest that's lined with foil that's you know uh, maybe three times the size of the tri-tip, and then pull it off and put the tri-tip in the foil-lined ice chest and let it sit in there for maybe 20 minutes. Wow. And then pull it out. Oh, it's fantastic. And what does that do? Kind of seals in the flavor. It's like a hothouse for a tri-tip. It helps helps redistribute the juices within the Ah, meat. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. So that time spent, yeah. So you you hit it real quick with a sear on each side, maybe a good seven minutes on each side. I mean, this is for someone that likes it a good medium rare, yeah. Yeah. which is the way I like it. If yeah. you want it, if you want it more well done, you can do that. Uh, but you, you still would want to then leave it on, on the indirect for maybe a good five to 10 more minutes. Right. Um, you know, check for doneness. But I found that just that resting period in that foil lined, a little ice chest really helps it redistribute the juices. Yeah. And and then when once you uh, cut into it, uh, it it's just so incredibly juicy and tender. That sounds okay, great. So that's a tip my husband is going to love. Yeah. And oh, now what, you're going well, you're, you're to make me a superstar. <laughs> and oh, what wine? Yeah. What wine do you pair with this? Well, it only pairs with Eret Family Merlot, <laughs> Zinfandel, or our new Sauvignon Blanc. And I'm sorry for any if you try that with any other wine, it just and if won't it be the work, same. You can't blame me. So, so my 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 phone line is always open to any of you. But for cooking tips, yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. Yeah, That's I could awesome. see how yeah. it would pair well with all of those. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So yes. we'll put your recipe, we'll put the ingredients, and this great tip the about great tip. making your ice chest into a hot box. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah. Put that in our show notes so people can follow along. Thank you, and Jason. And that's my Fast Five from that's... Merritt Family Winery. You're awesome. awesome. Superstar. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> Thanks so much. All Talk right. to you later. Take Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So if people come out, uh, you know, they're visiting and they head out to Dry Creek Valley and they want to visit you, do they need an appointment if, or can they drop in? And if they do, what's going to happen? What What is your tasting experience? Uh, <laughs> well, what happened yesterday, I was in Santa Rosa and I guess somebody did drop in oh, and uh, I just wasn't there. So that's what happens. You got to have an appointment. Yeah. Because like, if they're going to come today, <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. So I'm not there. Yeah. So yeah, it's appointment has definitely got to be done. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think yeah, Bobby has yeah. an opinion. We, we here. have we have yeah. no employees, so it's only us. So yeah. if we're there working, then we're open. Right. And if not, if they call uh, for an appointment, then we're all, we'll make sure we're there. We're only down the road, but we got a lot of stuff to do all the time. Right. So, so appointment only. Appointment yeah. only. As of right now, I mean, way, things, yeah. way to go. but things kind of get back to normal. Whatever normal is going to be, um, it's going to be different than it was before. But I like the appointment thing because, um, hey, if I don't have an appointment, I could be out. You know, burn and brush. Yeah. Right. Like I was last Friday. Right. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. Things have to happen. So what other wines are in the portfolio? We've got this beautiful Petite Syrah. I think you mentioned the Zinfandel. Well, Zinfandel was my first um, first wine I made in the 80s and the 90s. I continued to make it all the way, all the way to 2008. So I started making Petite 
Well, let me go back a little bit. So I custom crushed the first stuff and made it at Linton Springs. And then I started building the winery in 92, finished up in 93. So I made the first vintage there in 93. So I made a Zinfandel. Now, my Zinfandel always has Petit Syrah in it. It's got Carignan in it, right. too, and some Valdegui. Mm. And some so, what? Valdegui. Valdegui. I'm so out of the it's loop. It's <laughs> the variety formerly known as Napa Gamay. Oh, <laughs> Okay. You've heard of Napa yes, Gamay, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So in the 90s... Uh, that late... adds a lot of brightness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think. It adds bright fruit to it. You have, yeah. You're right, absolutely. Yeah. And a lot no, of I'm not here tar- just for pretty See, looks. that's what I said. No, you're <laughs> right. I said she is the brains of this right, operation. I made a Valdegui straight, something I said I was never going to do because it doesn't ripen. It ripens like later than Cabernet. I said, so I'm never going to make this as a varietal. But 2010 was that screwy year. It was one of those La Nina years that it was really a cool summer. And then um, there was a big spike... And the temperature in August 24th, 25th, and 26th, while I was in Italy, when I got back, <laughs> um, it pretty much dried up all the Zinfandel stuff. So basically, I says, okay, I'm not going to make um, the the Valdigui at that okay. point is always in my, it's a blender. Right. It's in my Petit Syrah. It's in my Zinfandel. It's in my Terra Nova. It's in my Terra Luna. And um, so I always use that as a blender. But like I said, I was never going to do because... Luckily, every three or four years or five years, it'll get ripe to 25 bricks. Right. Otherwise, you're picking at 22. Right. It just doesn't get ripe. But that year in 2010, I made it as a varietal because I take huh. care of that little half acre right yeah. there. So I'm not going to leave it on the vine. So I'm going to make it. got to 25 bricks. It got the four, almost 14% alcohol. And it turned out to be an awesome wine. Like you said, it has that bright fruit. I bet that was amazing. Yeah, pomegranate, uh, cranberry type of yeah. tart acidity to it. And that... Wine, when I released it in 2013 and I sold out, I only had 100 cases and sold out of it in 2018. It tasted the same in 18 as it did in 13. Oh, wow. It yeah. just doesn't age. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I think that the Petit Syrah may age a little bit longer. And the Terra Nova, which I came up with a blend in uh, 1996, um, which has got Carignan, Valdegui, Zinfandel, Petit Syrah, 36, 28, 23, and 13. And you keep it the same every year? On the Terra Nova, yeah. yeah. Hmm. The yeah. Valdegui yeah. is like the Dorian Gray of grapes. Yeah. <laughs> it never ages. You're right. It's awesome. Yeah. And my dad, my dad made wine at home. I learned from him when I was a kid. Like I said, I've been making wine yeah. since I was 13. But my dad never made anything straight. He did a Zinfandel base blend, 50, 60% Zinfandel. But the next biggest component was, guess what? Napa Gamay. Yeah. Wow. And then he put some Petit Syrah on it, some Carignan, hmm. and some white grapes, uh, Sauvignon wow. Vert, uh, Golden Chasselas. And he made this wonderful wine that we could drink within a year. Yeah. They have chasselas out here? We did. Wow. Nobody grows that anymore yeah, because nobody, that... uh, nobody does what to do with it. Really? Yeah. That would be interesting to bring that back. Actually, Bill Wurzberger's making yeah. a little bit of chasselas really? uh, from this vineyard um, on Eastside Road right across from Jay. He resurrected this vineyard. He was making chasselas from this from this vineyard. Yeah. Who? So that's a grape. Well Bill Wurzberger, my old assistant winemaker. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. It's so a throw him a plug Swiss too. Variety, yeah. isn't it? it? Isn't it? Well, it's well known in Switzerland. I, I, that's where I've I've tasted the most of that. Yeah. yeah um, it's also, but it's it's grown in France, and it because um, some of those varietals have got an Italian name and a French right, name. Right. Mm-hmm. They have so many. Palomino names. was the Italian version, and Golden Chasselas is the French version. And I don't know where they grow it in France, but. Um, actually, I don't know where they grow. In fr- they, they don't yeah. grow it in Bordeaux. They don't grow it in Burgundy. So it must be in one of those other regions. Right. Wow. Maybe Loire Valley or something. But in, I don't know where they grow it in Italy either. But um, just like Rafosco Mondeuse, same thing, but they got two different names and it's right. the same varietal. Just makes it yeah. so easy for the wine consumer. <laughs> All these different names. Yeah, Golden Chasselas. Yeah, that is a blast from the past. I tell you, those things grew like trees. And they're like six feet tall. And I, well, I remember pruning those vines. And since we pulled them all out, and now we got mostly Zinfandel. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That sounds so fun. I so like I, I need to my... come out there and do some tasting. 
I mean, your energy is just amazing. <laughs> your energy matches the energy in the wine, I, know. I think. Yeah. Well, I think it is a reflection of you. We make everybody laugh by the time they, oh, by the time they walk out there sure. hysterically. Yeah, they I'm sure. They think we're the funniest guys ever because yeah. we're, we're a good match for each other. You know, we make everybody laugh, especially right. the New York thing and the California well, yeah. thing. You know, we tell them all kinds of stories. And uh, we're great with stories. We have a lot of stories Never to, to be repeated. I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, you know, Some. sometimes. Sometimes if we've been drinking, uh, yeah. then we get, we let loose a little bit more yeah. than we should. This is for here only. Yeah. And are you both making the wine together? Who's who's the... now? Now we we've been making wine together now for the last couple of years, and my son is helping. Uh, he's we Danny has taught my son how to really do stuff, and our son, my son has taught us some things too because he went to school here at the JC mm-hmm. and uh, learned from the people there. Right, and, yeah, it's uh, a great program. So now he has his own little label, and he's doing that stuff. And Danny, Danny got them all going, and. Uh, so you know that's so we've been we make wine for we made wine for another person in uh, in Napa and uh, Calistoga. We made some uh, Cabernet, mm-hmm. and we've been doing that. We did that for some years, you know. So and, uh, that turned out to be the uh, the man passed away. So it was uh, you know kind of like died out. So, right. but uh, <laughs> no. no pun intended. Yeah, no pun yeah. intended. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. Uh, no. But uh, yeah, we so we're still doing some stuff, but uh, very little. Danny's not really want to make wine anymore, so it's kind of like <laughs> passing it over to the next generation, and we'll see what happens uh, with again, that. Again, he's paid his dues. Well, yeah, 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 he's earned it, I think. So but he's taught my son very well, and uh, and he makes great wine too. So you know, it's uh, it's that's a new great. thing on the under so, his own label. Well, we'll just on. we'll give him a little plug Go here. It. It's Red Owl, yeah. and oh. he does Merlot, and he does a blend, and he does some Cabernet. Nice. So, so yeah, so RJ's been making wine there, um, yeah, for a few years now. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I pretty much, uh, like you said, uh, Beth says, you know, I p- paid my dues. Uh, I pretty much quit making wine in 2018, yeah. you know, and um, that was pretty much it because I still got like 3,000 cases of wine to sell, which at the end of this thing, we're going to put something on special too. Sweet. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna put That's these awesome. uh, one of these older petites. We're drinking the two thousand two. We're gonna put the two thousand one and the nine nine on special. Excellent. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that right now. Yeah. What's the special? Well, the retail retails for sixty bucks, which for a twenty year old wine or twenty one year old is still unreasonably uh, awesome. priced. That deal. Yeah. Um, and I sell in my wine club price is like thirty two. And um, but because you have asked me to come onto this wonderful podcast, uh, we said <laughs> and it's this, we put the word special. Uh, we're going to do the special and special price. So it'll be thirty bucks a bottle if they want it. And if they get a full case, it could be down to twenty five. And if you get two cases, it'll be twenty bucks a bottle. And should they mention they heard it on the they wine gotta, road they podcast? They got to mention they heard it on the podcast. Okay, right. folks, you right. heard it on the yeah. podcast. And then just call the winery. Okay. Um, I guess you could email me too. And we'll put those details in the show notes. Of yeah, the there you go. Right, podcast. exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then um, we'll know. Who um who heard it and who didn't? Who's listening yeah. to this podcast yeah. and who's not? Oh, tell me, they are. I would listening. jump on that. Are they listening? Listeners. Yeah. Who's yeah. listening to these? Yeah, things? they're out there. They're listening. I've, last week, I think I had three people write to me about different things that they'd heard on the podcast, and just because I'm always telling people, you know, you can email me. It's Beth at Winerode dot com, yeah. and a lot of times people have a plan when they're going to come visit, but they just kind of want it fine tuned or they want a second opinion. And then I also hear from people who've come and gone to places that we suggested, and they write back and let me know, gosh, I did go there. They were amazing. It was super fun. So, yeah. Well, and I think people, when they do come to Sonoma County, they want to meet 
they can meet an owner or meet a winemaker. That's just the fun. Otherwise, you just might as well go to the grocery store and buy a bottle of wine. I mean, you want to come here and so, meet people. Right. So when they come to us, they always meet the winemakers. Yeah. And they always <laughs> right. meet the owners. Right. But that's yeah. a, that's right. it. It's only me and him. Right. Well, and I just, you guys need a podcast. I just, the Dan I, and Bobby show yeah, right no now. Kidding. <laughs> That's an idea. Yeah. We don't know son, if it's a good idea, but it's an yeah. idea. My sons, my sons say they'll close us down after a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, on a podcast, it's not FCC, well, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. So no. we can say so you can, uh, we, you we can, can be yourself. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> okay. You can do whatever you want. I know right. someone is, has. People keep telling us we should record like video our show and, and put it on YouTube. Uh-huh. I'm like, no. Well, there's some editing that's involved. We have a face for radio. <laughs> we probably we probably shouldn't put it on YouTube. Okay, so the only other thing that I wanted to mention, because uh, I always talk about something new that the Wine Road's doing, um, on our website, uh, we have another new link that we've just put up that's called, uh, I think it's called Wine Awards or Award Winning Wines. But a lot of people do reach out to me and want to know, you know, who, you know, how did people do at the San Francisco Chronicle tasting or the Dallas tasting or whatever it is. So wineries now are entering the wines that they have won awards with. And you can find that if you go to the website and you click on wineries, the first link says wine awards. And you can see what they won and what wine it was and a little description of the wine, a link to the shopping cart. So there's always something new on the Wine Road website. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, so we, we actually uh, we won the uh, award for the best uh, Zinfandel in Dry Creek. Well, the last time they had it, it's it's she done at Dry Creek Vineyards. I was and, there. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's yeah. cool. So, yeah, we that won that. So and uh, actually our wine that we made for the uh, Wepworth uh, Vineyard in Napa won uh, two gold medals in the Chronicle. Oh, my gosh. And we made the wine that's for awesome. the winemaking so the- part of it. The, the award at Dry Creek was super fun. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, Dry Creek Vineyard sponsors this every year, and they uh, they just taste Zinfandels. It's not open to the public. They just invite winemakers and winery owners to submit one wine, one Zinfandel, and it's a blind tasting. And so I went, you know, you know, for the fun of it, that'll be great to go. I have never seen such intense wine tasting. I mean, these because it is winemakers. Everybody is very intense with their notes and going back and yes. tasting this and and oh, yeah. and then one wine. It's so legit the way they really run a tight ship. And then so you put legit. your ballot. I mean, everyone <laughs> yeah. has their ballot to fill out and it's all, everything's blind. And you put your ballot in the things, yeah. they tally them all up. And that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. How I, surprised I, was I when they, <laughs> because they, they got three different tables. They got like 10, that's like 30, 32 ones. They put 10 or 11 on each table. Yeah. You got 15 minutes yeah. to go through all of them. Mm-hmm. And then you, or actually, it's, is it one table at a time? Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. Table then you rotate. Yeah. To the then next you rotate table. the next table. Yeah. Right. And then you can go back and revisit. Right. And so it's pretty intense. And um. And then you tally your votes. And uh, how surprised it's, was I? It's not so only organized, that. It's really fun. But I actually vote. I didn't necessarily try to find my wine. But I actually voted for that one to be the best wine. And, and it was. It's a, very seldom has that ever happened that I picked the winner. But um, it was um amazing. That yeah. was super fun. Yeah. 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 So me and Danny yeah. actually had our wine in the in a in the best three. You know, so right. I think I didn't have I was as first, but I did have it as second. Oh, you did, yeah. yeah. I had it number yeah. one. I don't yeah, know. That's uh, great. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of interesting. That was 2019. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't do it in 20 for obvious reasons well, we or 21. Had, we haven't had fun yeah. since 2019. No, <laughs> exactly. But I, I think that, I don't know if they're going to do it again. Usually it's in June, uh, yeah. and I'm well. They're still early. 
They usually send the message out in April or May, or they're yeah. going to do it in June. So, yeah. It'd be good. It was yeah. fun. It, it was yeah. a great event, and mm -hmm. uh, especially with seeing all the winemakers. And it was really intense. It was intense. It was intense. It cracked yeah. me as, up. As I'm far like, as damn, these fun, guys are... Right. As, yeah. as everybody wanted to have fun, but you could see... Everybody wants to win. Yeah. serious. You want to win, because that is your <laughs> competitive peers. Competitive and there's no, <laughs> there's no press involved. There's no customers involved. It's just yeah. your yes, peers. Yes, that sounds great. They should revive that. Sounds like a great event. they will. Insider. So, let's see. Anything else? What else do we... What else... What is the story you want listeners to hear anything else that's just you're dying to tell and we <laughs> are under fcc guidelines so be careful <laughs> oh we are no, no i'm no, kidding no 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 <laughs> no just that if you do show up you're going to find bobby and me or me or bobby but mostly me right. and me and bobby whatever but um yeah um we always um ham it up we have a good time it's so i i can tell we talk a lot, a lot of stuff besides wine yeah <laughs> it's a great location because people could pop in and get a sandwich right at the dry creek general store right there then right. head up the hill to your tasting room and when it's right yeah. there at that corner that's right it's a good yeah. location yeah and we're we're really easy and uh so it's very relaxed in our place and clearly uh, yeah <laughs> it's just like being at the kitchen table it's very at relaxed, our house very stressful. you know <laughs> It's uh, there's no there's no stress involved. But that's you know? exactly you hit that the nail on the head. That would that's how it is. It's like tasting at your kitchen table. It's right. like visiting yeah, with friends, it's family. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. people want. That's how we like to do that's it. What people yeah, want. yeah so that's great. We treat everybody the same that way, and we have a lot of fun. We ask we ask questions. We make fun of people, but we make fun of ourselves too. And, uh, <laughs> and so we that's have Italian. That's an yeah. Italian treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we take a, a joke. Of Italians here. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're what Italian. What are you talking about? Bobby's from uh, Yonkers here, so he's uh, uh, yeah Yonkers, uh, the, the Bronx, Bronx, New right? York. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So the best way for people to find out about the tasting room and everything is on your website. So actually, my website now has changed. It has gone foryouwines.com. I saw that when for I was trying to look wines. something. I thought, oh, this is confusing, actually. Yeah, the deal I, with the Teldesky thing, Teldesky.com hasn't been updated in about seven, eight, or nine years. Yeah. So it's got a lot of antiquated information I've noticed that in the past, too. And I thought, oh, should I call or just not okay. bother? Okay, well, that's good. We'll <laughs> so, put that in the show notes so people can see that. Right, so, so. now what happened, basically, I, I liked the Teldesky.com format. So basically, I had a guy or the who did the For You Wines yeah. website. It says, take everything from the Teldesky.com and put it over there here. so it's the same. And it's got an F Teldesky tab on the top. And then you go there. It's got all the same tabs that no right. other one had. Wine club sign up about the winery. Uh, fa oh, the family history is kind of fun. It's a kind of long story there, but uh, it's it's a good read. I read it. it. Family history is it's really good. It's a very <laughs> interesting read. Uh, that's a good story. And it kind of explains everything. goes back to my great-grandfather and my grandfather, too, and my father, who started growing grapes in 1946. But it came over in 1929, though. Anyway, Excellent. so there's that. everything's on there. And it's pretty much up to date. Perfect. So, yeah. so that's the one you want to go to. <laughs> he wants I'll put that in the show. Com pretty is much where... up to date. I'm going to start saying that with our website. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty much. much actually, I did sell out the 2002 Terranova, and that one is still on the website. But besides that one, everything's pretty much up to date. Okay, good. Yeah. Great. So, folks, yeah. we're going to put this all in the show notes. Um, we'll put the URL. Be sure with, when you hear this, you jump on that special for that case Definitely of wine. Definitely jump I on mean, that special. It is right. awesome wine. And um, yeah. Bobby and Dan, you guys have been great guests. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Cheers. It was a lot of fun. This Thanks fun. for having us. It was great to be here. Good way to All start right. our day. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.